Um, so going back to the question before we started recording, have you ever had food poisoning? I've not had food poisoning um, because I think I was a really bad cook as a kid. I didn't know that you were supposed to preheat ovens before you cook things in them. So, <laughs> so I used like, to just throw things in. And one day I was asked to cook for Lucy and I gave her food poisoning. She had to take a week off school. I have had food poisoning. I got it from corn chicken. Oh, at corn chicken. I, that was not a good hangover. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a good hangover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was like, too much. I was like, it's not okay. No, okay. Feeling of wanting to throw up from booze, and then also the feeling of wanting to throw up from corn chicken. <laughs> and then having to get on a bus an hour into Edinburgh as well. Well, at the same time, it was not okay. I, was I don't think, I honestly don't believe in my entire life I've ever journeyed into Edinburgh and had a pleasant time. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my secret. Never leave Edinburgh unless you go into Ikea and then it just gets better. That's perfect. Because I think I've, me and Kyle don't really have like a, any kind of background noise. I'm not quite sure. Um, no, although my mum did just decide to sharpen all the knives in the kitchen. She's like, no, she's, like, oh, she's like, oh, you're filming? Right, I'm going to get out all my knives. <laughs> I'm going to get literally every knife in the drawer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Even the ones that, even the plastic ones that like don't need sharpening. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode three of the Bitchcraft and Faggotry podcast with me, Kyle Broadhurst. Me, Daisy Noir. And joining us for episode three is our friend, Hannah Hughes. Hello, Hello. Anna. Hello. And of course, <laughs> We need to get a sound effects board. We need to get a sound effects board for a I would oh. like, if anyone wants to sponsor us, we just need 50 hoodies for Tanya and a sound effects board. And that's all yeah, we need. Yeah, I, I would also like one of those little decks that you could um, press things. <laughs> I want one of those. <laughs> so, Hannah, <Ta-da>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, a bit about us. <laughs> Just like the Santa wish list is coming out here. It's like, I want this. Yeah, ooh, and I want Amazon this, wish list. If we made like a bitchcraft and faggotry Amazon wish list, do you think anyone would buy it? <laughs> it's just like 50 hoodies. Yeah, 50 hoodies. And, and the first thing. I mean, I mean. So, um, Hannah, feel free to tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Let us know your pronouns. We need to start emphasizing that. We need to do it every single time. We discuss it beforehand and then we forget to film it. To do it. But yeah, um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, tell us your pronouns and just, yeah, any other information you wish to share publicly online. Let's go for it. Oh, Jesus. Um, do you know what? This I probably should have written down first. I'm going to be the one that screws this up for you, so I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> I am Hannah. I know you both from uni. And I'm she, her token straight friend is what I got called in CCC you the other are, day. Yeah, you token, are very yeah. much the token straight friend. Yeah, I love and appreciate you for, but at the same time, shame there's, on you. There's no, yeah, there's no other way around it. I have no shame in it, so it's fine. It's absolutely yeah. fine. Um, I'm, I'm, I wrote a book and that was my lockdown. And I also drank a lot of rosé and a lot of tea and binge watched Phoebe's and Verb at least twice, which well, there's a lot of. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Going back to the first thing you mentioned, aside from your name, which was... Hey! <laughs> all right, I have one. Jelly spoons. I have one. Yeah. Yay! Oh, oh I, I don't. Um... <laughs> An Amazon oh. wish list. I, yeah. must have, I must have missed that in the uh, PR package that Hannah sent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this book and then just like a card that just says like, 
like a bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, this, this book costs you money. <laughs> so, and also, for people listening, the book is called Where Have All the People Gone? <laughs> I wasn't just about to say that. I was going to do like a whole introduction, but then oh, sorry. It up by sorry. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, yes, Hannah, our dear friend Hannah, has written a book called Where Have All the People Gone? Look at it. Says her name. If you can't see it, then fuck you. I don't care. But look. <laughs> Hannah has written a book. It's called Where Have All the People Gone? Um, and it is so cute. And I sent pictures to Kyle so he could read it as well. Um, so if you have not bought yourself a copy, I urge you to go and buy a copy for yourself and also maybe for your children, someone else's children. Just like hand it out in the street. Be like, here you are. Yeah. And yeah. run away because you might Pass get around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hannah, would you like to give a bit more detail on like the book? what it's about, kind of um, what made you first think of the idea. This was my lockdown, literally. Uh, my brother had a baby and I wrote a children's book. It seems about fair. I consider, <laughs> The puppy was considered, but that seemed like a lot more work than writing a book. So it's basically set in Edinburgh. There's a little bird that wakes up one day and no one else comes. There's no people. The world has just stopped. He doesn't know what's going on. So he just goes all around Edinburgh and tries to find out what in the world is going on because suddenly the world has stopped. Like, what's happening? Like, they've been told to stay home. Like, everyone's washing their hands more. The pigeons have full reign of the train station. Everything's really quiet. And it sort of says it from the animals that overruled the city, I guess, and had a bit of a free reign. But, yeah, it's just... The simplest way you could explain it is out yeah. being big, scary and giving the big, scary numbers to children because no one yeah. wants to give yeah. the big, scary numbers to children. And I, I loved it as well. Like, I really did enjoy it because um, I, like, over the last couple of years, I was teaching a lot of kids um, yeah. during, uh, not obviously during, during lockdown, but kind of like in the periods where we weren't in lockdown. And, um, you know, a lot of them had very interesting ways of, like, describing COVID or that they sort of associated with covid where it was like you know oh everyone like we don't want to get sick and like blah 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 so i think having a way of like uh, you know to kind of summarize what's happened but for kids so that it doesn't seem like as dangerous the pandemic yeah it's not as like scary people would just go oh like all the birds had fun and stuff you know and i think that's a nice you know message to send across my only question in regards to the birds would be hannah for anyone who doesn't know Hannah, Hannah's terrified of birds. <laughs> really scared of birds. Like, I've got an absolute phobia of birds. Well, I, I suppose it's still a big scary fuck? pandemic. <laughs> Hannah, what the fuck? Like, you're, like, you could have chosen any other fucking animal and you were like, no, I'm going to choose the thing I'm most afraid of in the entire world. <laughs> I mean, you've literally seen me scream at like a tiny little bird, so I can't That's even pretend like, otherwise. Like, I will run away screaming and there's no rational decision about it. I will just <laughs> run away. Um, yeah. I've not, I've not had a cry fit over a bird in a while. Um, I do still avoid swans. <laughs> There's not a single swan in the book, and that's on purpose. Swans are unnoticed. Yes. We didn't make it to any of the larks. We're like, we're not doing the swans. This isn't happening. Um, yeah, no. I mean, the thing is, I didn't plan on writing a book. That wasn't like a thing that I planned on. It was just something that, I mean, you sit down and suddenly you have time to do anything. So all your squiggles suddenly become something. Yeah. Literally nothing else to do other than drink wine. That was kind of going to be my next question. So it's a good segue into it. So my first question that I have for you, or our first question, but I've got it written down here, 
is um, when did you start writing? Was it something you've always done or is it something now that's sort of developed maybe perhaps because of lockdown? I guess I always did. Like it, I nearly, it was one of the things I was going to do at university was English. Like that was one of the things I looked into doing. I picked the very sensible decision of studying performing arts instead because that's, you know, the more balanced hey, path. path. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel like we all do it. Like we all have made that choice. So I just sort of, started writing a lot so but you the time to finish the stories and then you've got the time to google at three in the morning what do you actually do with a finished children's story and what did google tell you because I, I don't know about you but i know a lot of people that do write various different things yeah. i'm sure everyone would be very interested into like the actual process of sort of start to finish how you did it you know i think it's one of those funny things that i probably now have an advantage to do because it's been published but originally i think there was three three publishing houses that would accept a children's book from someone who was absolutely no fucking idea what the hell they were doing <laughs> and two of them came back to me one of them never replied i'm, I'm not way better it's fine um both of them were positive. I went with the one that sounded better, kind of was more, you know, they were really nice and lovely. So, but yeah, like it's not, it wasn't like a big thing. It's literally like applying for your driving license. You just fill in a little bit of paperwork and I, I mean, it's a yes or a no. I guess it's like every audition process ever. I suppose, yeah. 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 And that, that is kind of like the the um, the strange thing about it is, um, and, and we found this a lot as well with starting a podcast. It's like, it's like formulating an idea and then going, okay, but how do I actually get from A to B? And then suddenly you find yourself in this completely new world, this completely different pool of things that you're just sort of looking around you like, I don't know how I'm here. But I'm doing What happened? No. It's like that point where you start being like, oh, maybe I'm the adult in the room. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's like I'm at this stage now where I can do things and I don't know what to do with that power. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like I can do kind of anything I want but like all I really want is to like get all the things that I couldn't get as a kid mm -hmm. you know what I mean you know when like you first yeah. move out and you're like I can do anything and all you really want to do is like sit down and watch tv for six yeah, hours like get a chocolate milkshake and not have and then just hold yeah. it and not have your mum like lecture you sort of hold this it is, like, yeah this is this is the difference nice. between Daisy and everyone else we mean we mean pursuing our goals Daisy means buying one of those remote control cars that she <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, do you remember once me so me and Kyle it was was it me Kyle and I can't remember who else was with us so it was me and Kyle and I think another couple of people and we were somewhere and I can't remember where we were but we went through this entire like um shopping center through this like toy store we were trying to get to the end and I found this like um sort of hand thing like this little robot hand thing and it was about what a tenner at least maybe more than that and I went I must have this and I played with it for like two because it was just because it was funny in, in context as well though um our heating wasn't on <laughs> <laughs> we had no gas yeah, but, you, but you had the robotic hand um but yeah that is yeah that's the pain of of being me <laughs> you have these like feminine urges to just buy like shit and you're like I've got to watch not. You know, when the it's like Spider-Man, isn't it? Like when the world calls you, you've got to go and do stuff. I've not watched no, no, spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers, not seen Spider-Man yet. Okay, I've seen, not seen the new Spider-Man. Not seen the new Spider-Man. Like exactly. That's what happens though. He like goes to a shopping center and buys a giant like robot arm and then just doesn't pay his electric yeah. bill for five months. <laughs> 
That is Dr. Octopus's origin story. <laughs> no, but that's literally what Ed Sheeran did when he went famous, wasn't it? He just like would go around and buy Lego everywhere. That was like the big thing. I thought he was made of Lego. I thought he was just like a giant Lego man that like, you One know how like Mark Zuckerberg is basically like an AI robot? Oh, he's not, he can't be human. Like he's testing out the Facebook filters and there's one with like glasses and like uh, mathematics circling around. He's like, just testing out the Facebook filters. This one might be my favorite. Good job team. And I'm like, he did not blink. <laughs> <laughs> he, has he, not. Like, he like glitched. <laughs> he's, his shoulders aren't moving like he's breathing. <laughs> Welcome to episode three, where we're going to talk about the lizard overlords. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we just had like a whole episode talking about like who we think is a reptile? <laughs> I'm mocking that down. Hi, me. Can I get that down quick? <laughs> the reptile. Oh, book. <laughs> book two. Talking of lockdown, just in general, um, what helped you? First of all, how was lockdown for you? Second of all, uh, what helped you during lockdown? Go from there. Take from that what you will. I mean, lockdown. Mm. Is it too soon? Um, Is it too soon? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I had a weird lockdown. So the first one happened. What, we were like shut down the 23rd. Like, can't leave your house, blah, 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 whatever the hell it was. An hour exercise a day. First time I've ever done an hour exercise a day. Um, literally, the oh yeah, me too. I was exercising. Yeah, all it absolutely was not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like I, so I moved on the twenty first of March. So oh. it was like really weird. So I moved out of my flat, which was great because I was moving with my pal. But her pal, her brother in law, mm. was working offshore. But his girlfriend moved in. And we had to have a very frank conversation about the like the volume of shagging, which was really fun. <laughs> it was like clockwork. It was literally like a ring trip every single night, at like one, two in the morning. The thing is, is like I get the one o'clock to be like, okay, I don't want anyone to hear me. I want people to be asleep. But like we were, we were still drinking in the living room. At the oh. time. <laughs> <laughs> every night we're still drinking in the living room. It, it was like, better than the three in the afternoon clockwork, though. That was when it was really. Oh, uh, three in the afternoon. Yeah. And that's why you're having your sandwiches too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're having your cheese and mustard at that point. You know, take a that's break. What, that's when day drinking starts. It's Hannah with a bottle of wine, like. <laughs> no, but that is Hannah. That's the thing. Like, wine delivery <laughs> services got me like... too. Okay, wine delivery services. We're not actually recording an episode right now. Daisy's asked me to be here for an intervention. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, can't you not ready? Sorry? You're not wearing it. You've got hoodies. Fuck, We've got hoodies, but I, I want to wear other clothes. <laughs> no! <laughs> Rejection. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'm sick of this. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Imagine if I just hung up. Actually, just being uniform coded by Daisy. <laughs> I mean, is this? Let's see the hoodie then. Okay, I thought it was expecting this great marketing campaign. There's, where's oh. the marketing on this? Nope. This Hello, is- girl. There's nothing, it's just... For those of you listening, Daisy is showing us a hoodie of um, someone we call Bernice. Bernice. Uh, it is a doll's head that we've stitched onto a vintage portrait of a woman that we made while we were doing social media design one day and found it really funny. 
and decided and, it it. and now it's on a hoodie and now you yeah. can wear it <laughs> and if you too would like a Bernice hoodie please message us and we'll we send you the design so you can buy it yourself <laughs> <laughs> we might ignore you but you can <laughs> besides the um consuming of Disney Channel Disney Disney came out at the perfect time. I'm pretty sure they're oh, behind lockdown. Yeah. They knew what they were bloody doing. I got through everything. There is no Disney left that I have not seen. It is really concerning. There was so I much am TV the when we were children. There was so much TV. How did we never get through it all? I'm pretty sure that was like my entire childhood was like Phoebe's and Ferb and Lizzie McGuire and re-watching the seven dwarves, like every single movie over yes. and over and over again. And, You're saying uh, how did we get it through it? Like it didn't, wasn't gradually released. Like in lockdown, everything was released at once. What Aristocats came out now? It's like 1979, it came out last Everything appeared in 2020, and it was suddenly there, and it was streamable, and it was delightful. But no, like, I honestly, goodness, I did that. I did wine, we did cocktails. I realized I should not be allowed to make cocktails. Are you a heavy measurement person? No, we we um we discovered I don't do that. Um <laughs> oh. Kyle off. Yeah. Especially Kyle. Kyle does um, measurements, he just pours it in. Yeah. Just, he just eyeball it. Like that that looks right. Um, it's a, that looks it, right. I was I was a bartender, so like it's like I, I do know my measurements, but like when I'm actually making drinks for myself, when I make drinks for other people, yeah, the bar, I'm like, it's well. not enough. <laughs> I know. Go, they get bigger, bigger, I'm, bigger. Yeah, when you when you drink it normally, I remember one time Daisy's shaking her head. Daisy consistently, by the way, if you watch Daisy's drinks as someone who lived with her has done for time after some time, every so often you do taste your friends' drinks just to make sure that they're okay. Um Daisy gets to a certain point where it's 2 a.m. and you go to be like, is she being safe? And all you can taste is just raw vodka. <laughs> Tinch, raw vodka. <laughs> and like Kyle will like come up to me and just be like, like, would try and say to me, like, you need to put more mix in this. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't squander me, peasant. <laughs> <laughs> I can you sit next to her and you can smell the alcohol content (laughs) kyle how was lockdown for you because obviously like lockdown for you hannah seemed to be primarily kind of um alcohol and and avoiding um, making eye contact with people whilst you knew they were bagging in the next room at like three o'clock in the morning yeah Um, but yeah how how was lockdown i mean we've spoken about this but Mm. I, I don't. I don't know if I'm. A, I don't know if anyone wants to really hear about my lockdown because it wasn't overly pre- pleasant experience. Like I was in an. Sum it up like, in three words. No home, temporarily. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no. Like honestly, like I was. I was sort of like in and out of having a place throughout lockdown, which was a bit stressful for me. Um, I was working. Uh, I was doing a lot with a. Uh, you know, I was going through a lot with my mental health there was a lot going on but um as i've said before like it was a really good time for self-reflection i am very happy i'm very healthy now i'm in a very good place and i'm actually really happy for the time because it gave it forced me to uh, look at myself a lot and and reflect on the relationships that are important to me the people that are important to me the things that are important to me in my life and 
um, I'm a lot better of a person for it. So I'm actually very thank- thankful for that time. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> As a, as a sort of society, especially the younger generation, because all of all these like fucking minimum wage jobs, we're having to work like all hours of the fucking day, like day and night, we're just having to work all the fucking time. So then it's like, we're just not stopping. So we're not, we don't like, know how to stop. Exactly. Like, I genuinely don't like sitting still. It's really, really irritating. Yeah. This is stressful, sitting still for like an hour. <laughs> You're sitting there like, I could be doing something or like, I could be doing and especially, and I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but drama school instilled that thing in me. And I've, al- I've always just been like, work, 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 work. That's just me in general. But drama school like instilled this thing in me where it's just like, oh, if you're sitting still, like you could be doing something to like further your career. And it's that paired with this like sort of um, live to work mentality, which Mm. we'll kind of probably discuss in a later episode. um, But there's no concept of time off. Exactly. And so when you are literally forced, like you cannot leave and Mm. it's like, that's it. You have to like time almost stops still. And you're like, like, who the fuck am I? (laughs) So people are getting interested in like hobbies. People are self-reflecting and people are like actually dealing with shit because they have the time to deal with their shit. So they are yeah. sitting down and kind of going, or at least more able to sit down and then go, I need to deal with my shit. Yeah. And I think that's, it's, it's sort of this like unspoken pressure. And I, spe- I think especially after graduating from acting school, which I know we bring up a lot, but you know, it's a lot of, I guess that's how we've met through that is sort of this competition after you graduate to sort of do something and do something significant and um, do something within the industry, which I think kind of leads us on to, you know, obviously all three of us now are kind of doing something uh, with acting, not that we're shying away from it, but the fact that we've sort of branched out. Mm-hmm. Hannah, how did it feel for you to take that branch out? Because I think I've found this very liberating and and good to sort of take control and say, do you know what? I don't have to do this. And I can find I can find the successes that matter to me. Well, it was, I don't know. Like, so acting school, you've got tunnel vision. You've literally got <laughs> tunnel vision. So to me, it was either I'm doing the arts or I've no, like, this is the arts I'm doing. I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. Or I'm never going to do the arts and I must hate it. And there's nothing else in the arts I could possibly do. <laughs> but there's an entire world of creatives out there there's an entire bunch of ways to be creative you don't have to be acting on a stage or within no. on film and like there's other ways to be a creative and it was quite liberating to know that I don't have to do acting and potter around with no idea where I'm going to be working next week or if I'm going to need to bugger off first thing tomorrow morning to an audition in the middle of god knows nowhere which I'm never <laughs> going to hear back again I could sit in my house I could write something really lovely and I could be happy with that and still yeah. want to have a cup of tea with my friends at the end of the day mm-hmm. or a cup of wine or <laughs> a bottle of wine, <laughs> <Bottle of> wine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean though it's like it's a freedom of self like it's a more yeah. control to me as well as opposed to acting where you are always in the majority of cases answering to someone else's beck and call which is very very I don't like it now I do not like it now and I think it's, it's it's good as well to sort of be in control of what you're doing as well. I find that really good because you're not having to um, censor your, not to sound like a wanker, but your voice, <laughs> you know, because someone else thinks that their voice is better. Um, yeah. And that's what I found really good as well. It's, it's almost like you get taught that if you're not acting 100% of the time or like, you know, if you're if you don't have an agent or like if you're not trying to get an agent or if you're, you know, whatever, yeah you're failing and you're a failure 
Mm. And you're like, necessarily, the second that you go, I'm going to take a bit of a break, it's like, oh, no, but then people will just, like, forget about you. It is obviously how much you want it, because I know a few people that did just kind of give up, which is fine, but that's not a bad thing. That's just kind of going, like, this doesn't make me happy anymore. And it might not necessarily be giving up, because I don't regard it as giving up. I just regard it as, like, making a decision to do something else or to do something else for a little bit. And I felt this like constant thing of just like, if I'm not doing something creative, I'm like, oh, I'm a failure. I can understand completely why people just decide not to bother anymore because it's so much effort and it's also really exhausting physically and mentally. And people do get to the point where they're just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm, you know, 28 and I've not got an agent. I've not done this. I've not done that. And they kind of focus more on what they've not done because it's drilled into your mind um, especially in drama school, that, oh, you could be doing this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And it's just like, but look at what you have done. My New Year's resolution, and I'm saying it to everyone, whether it's in the arts or anything, is to learn the value of your own time. Because God knows I don't know the value of mine. Like, yeah. literally, I will avoid something if I have to do it. I will just stop answering my phone and just avoid life. Like, that's the way I will deal with it. But learn the value of the hours in your bloody day because you can do the arts but you could do it on a 16 hour week if you really wanted if that was what you decided to do you could dedicate those hours you could structure your week and you could work it on a part-time basis and I can guarantee you there's people who do and they're probably the most well-structured organized people in the world and god knows I wish I could be them but alas I think I think for me it would probably be something more along the lines of um finding your own applause as a creative because I think it can be an industry where you get so little back for the things you do Mm. and it's a also a place where you get stuck in comparisons so I think a key to a lot of things in life is just you need to be able to look at yourself and applaud yourself um, have confidence in yourself take care of yourself to be able to do things properly and and wholly and not pretend that you're doing them but actually be actively doing them so just I guess this is a roundabout way of saying just take care of yourself don't beat yourself up don't compare yourself to other people just do what makes you happy and do it well yeah I think also like I kind of flitter between thinking that and then also thinking like oh but like I will set myself goals of what I want to achieve and kind of like I, I know what I want so it's like I'll go oh okay I want to to do this and I want to do that and then sometimes like you know for reasons that we can't control it doesn't happen and then I really that takes a huge toll on my mental health so I think it's important and this is kind of like for me as well is to sit back and not focus on like what you've not done but rather what you have done kyle yes you had an idea well we, we talked about it earlier um the sort of like art and location type yes yes yeah. because uh, a lot of the illustrations of the book obviously the book is a lot of the well all of the illustrations are with within edinburgh yeah. aren't they so yeah they are we just we wanted to talk about that as an artist what is it about edinburgh for you that you're like 
this this is the place that I need to be drawing in. This is where this is what needs to be in my book. Well, I suppose the thing is, as an Irish person, I feel very, very entitled to write a book about it. Startless. Um, <laughs> but no, it was it was place and thing. It's what's around you, isn't it? It's what inspired mm. me. And it's a stunning city. You can't go wrong with it. And whether you recognize it and you look at it and say, like, oh, I've been there and I've been there, or whether you're just flicking through a children's book and you're like, oh, this looks really nice. This looks really cute. Yeah, for those of you watching or listening that haven't seen Edinburgh, like I do thoroughly recommend you going through uh, the book or through Google Images, but please go through the book. Preferably <laughs> <laughs> through the book, preferably practice it. <laughs> so I think what the basic idea that we were going to have was we were going to look through various pictures of the book, which I have here with me right now. <laughs> Anyone who wants to buy it, $6.99 at Waterstones. $6.99 at Waterstones. Or $9. Ooh. 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 Girl. Ooh. She is making she dollars. <laughs> making dollar, girl. So <laughs> what we're going to do is we were going to maybe just look through like each picture and we were going to maybe say for anyone watching, especially maybe people who, because um, I've got some career friends who watch the podcast, shout out to you guys. Uh, maybe people who like haven't been to Edinburgh or like don't know it that well. So kind of going through each picture, seeing um, what it is, first of all, how beautifully they are drawn. And then also being like, right, that's that place. And then see if we have any stories to tell about that place. If we don't, don't worry, we'll move on. And we'll just edit it out. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, so we're going we're gonna to show it. you the uh, the scenic versions of Edinburgh. And then we're going to tell you what it is like to actually live there. <laughs> this is the cover. So Hannah, where is this? It's the Princess Street Gardens with the wonderfully iconic Blue Fountain. Yes. The castle, stunning. Pretend it wasn't under construction for like a year and a half. And yeah. <laughs> that is the Princess Street Garden. Yeah, I've, um, I've been on a few dates in Princess Street Gardens, actually. Oh, um, yeah, a lot of picnics and all that sort of stuff. With uh, with different people. Um, <laughs> we're, we're still trying to find a success. Um, <laughs> right, motherfucker. There's also a really good um, restaurant near there. Um, that does nice stuff. Do you, do you know that tent? Is it? It's like a collection of tents. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've it's never not, been in. It's very like touristy food. Do you know what I mean? But it's yeah, it's but right. It's nice. Plus, they you... they don't let you sit down if you don't buy something from them. So. Ah. But I thought you. I thought you when you said touristy food. I thought you said Tory food. <laughs> <laughs> I've got food there that taxes you. Um, <laughs> picture in the book is this gorgeous picture i'm really not good at holding these up daisy is holding up a picture of a bird in a nest and it is just in front of edinburgh castle any any funny fo stories about edinburgh castle i have a funny story which is that martin our dear friend martin oh, um he i don't know if, i can't remember if you were here for this or not hannah but do you remember what, were you here we were filming this that uh, for, for the birds night and I yeah. was able to climb like a decent amount of the hill in yeah. Um, yeah. in heels, in like these <laughs> high, no, these like knee high gold boots that Martin, because Martin basically just said, we're gonna, do it. right guys, we're gonna film this video. Uh, so I want, and I said like, oh, okay, well Martin, first of all, what are we do? <laughs> <laughs> I think we still know to this day, to be fair. Has anyone seen Love that? <laughs> and second of all, I said, um, 
I have some, like, what do you want us to wear? And he was like, oh, just, just whatever. And I was like, well, I've actually, you're speaking to the right person because I've got a lot of costumes. <laughs> Various, like, sketch shows I've done. And also, like, I am sad, so I have costumes. <laughs> and then I was like, and I've got, like, funky shoes and stuff. Um, and he was like, yep, yeah, just bring them all. And I was like, okay. But I brought a suitcase with me. And I didn't, I brought a suitcase of, like, fucking shoes, capes, like, weird stuff. And he made me run in a cloak in the middle of Princess Street and like- Oh, just I'd also print. clarify this, if I remember this right, this is like 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yes. <laughs> this, this is like, this is broad daylight. There is pedestrians everywhere. There is tourists. Like, there is people taking photos. Like, what the hell is with that? And I'm just there, like, I'm literally there, like, fucking hood up. Like, not even that, just hood up, just like, <laughs> because martin's made me and i swear to god and then and then he was like right because i had all the stuff and then he was i don't i do not remember for the life of me why because it was like for an advert for the burns night which i don't think anyone ever saw the ad we never i i did (laughs) 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 yeah i think i think it was shared shared through the university page i think we'll find out if that exists still, and I will yeah. be posting it somewhere. Absolutely not. And it was the fact that, um, what was it? And then yeah, with uh, Edinburgh Castle, when we went up the hill, um, oh. I had these gold thigh high um, heeled boots on and Martin made me climb up the hill in them. And then was just like, oh, you're right. And I'm like, no, I'm in so much agony. Like I'm in emotional, physical pain. And I just know fucking why. Like, why? Three weeks into rehearsal on two hours. Literally, we haven't even finished the script yet. We had not even script cast. The show was like the next day. I was not, I was not part of this show, but from what I heard about it. Um, God, God love to you, Martin, if you are listening. Um, but, but we love you, but what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, for all accounts, I've like heard I'm this. never going to a burn supper ever again in my no. life. That's what from, from all accounts, I heard it was the living embodiment of production hell. Um. <laughs> my favourite part, my favourite part, though, and this is genuine, we actually spoke about this, Hannah, when we all met up, because a, a few of us, like, grouped up and went to, you know, reunite and stuff. It was great. Oh. And um, we all met up for coffee and we were talking about it. And I said, my favourite part is there was a song at the end of the Burns that, and you'll probably remember it, Carl, because you actually were there. There was a song at the end, and we didn't know the last verse of it because we hadn't had time to learn it. And so... It doesn't change every five minutes. No, didn't know. And so... It's my, a three-hour-long show. It was like four hours, mate. And we were like, oh, you know, mine, we don't know the rest of the song. And he was like, oh, it's fine. Just sing, sing the first two verses and then kind of sort of like just fade out. Like, you'll, you'll know the time. Now, one thing I will say about our class is we are incredibly good at like knowing we can read each other, right? So we were all looking at each other and we finished it and like it was perfect. Like we finished the verse and we finished it on like harmonies and stuff and like it was a perfect ending. And then ending. Clap. Martin came in with his fucking size 12. again. And we were like. <sighs> And we were all sitting there like, what the fuck? And do you remember when he tried to make us do the slosh? For context, so basically um, during this, the same production as well, we've got lots of other stories, but basically um, Every story. Martin was like, right, um, 
I want when you're doing this song, I want you to do the slosh. And we were like, the fuck is a slosh? <laughs> like the blue and red things you get at like the pool and stuff. And, it was like, That's a slush. and then it was just like, it's basically a dance. So we all collectively went, no, no. We went, okay, mine. And then we collectively went to each other behind the scenes and went, we're not doing that. Except for. Anna, however. <laughs> never got the memo. Always the last one to get the memo. So she went home fucking practice and we all collectively went like, we'll try it, but like, we'll do it in front of him. But then the second the actual show comes, we're not doing it. We'll just like, we're, we're not doing that. Rebellion of the actors. So half of us are on one side, half of us are on the other. And we were like, just basically swapping sides. <laughs> so we're on one side. We're on the other. And then as we swap sides and we're meant to be doing the slush, Hannah is the only one who does it. Crowd, <laughs> and it's like round tables. So like everyone's There's no hiding. Like it, she's like oh. basically at the front. So like everyone just watches her. She just like fucks off, does the slush. Yeah, they were funny. They were it was a, it was like a dinner theatre piece. <laughs> no, I was I was one of the attendees for so um <laughs> You got to actually drink to it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was drinking. I was drinking no, throughout I, the entire you didn't, you didn't share it, mate. You didn't share no, it. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I did I not. Couldn't, I couldn't. Like, I own, I got sips. Like, I remember I came round to your table car and I was like, dip, dip. And then I'm pretty sure someone's mum gave me alcohol because I was like, I came round and went, help me. Oh, <laughs> they, they won't let us leave until it's over. I, I'm pretty sure one of the bartenders, like, gave me a shot because I was like, please. <laughs> they were like, I also, I also think it was cancelled because of your year. <laughs> One of my favourite parts as well is we were all upstairs in this room and there was basically like the one with like the one speaker, right? And so we used to do a lot of music um, together because we were all like, some of us played instruments, some of us sang. So like, and Martin himself was quite musical. And so... Uh, <laughs> And so we were all sitting around and Martin said, right, I've got an idea for the next song. And we were like, okay, cool. Plugged in his phone. And it was just a voice recording of him going. Wait, no, that's from Ash Girl. It's still horrible. Yeah, no, wasn't there some sort of like wolf striptease dance or something like that? Oh, there was. Yeah, fucking was. And there I, was. No, it was the, I was one of the the wolves. So it was like that me, Ali. <laughs> so it was me and the guys. I, I, I'm always annoyed when uh, people wrote me in to be one of the guys because I do kind of think like like a man from behind. So I do just kind of like. <laughs> I'm sure I volunteered, but there's a part of me that I'm wants fairly to... sure you did volunteer. <laughs> I just it's on record. Nah, it was like I, I remember it being like a sort of weird dance, and then I think Sophie and Michaela came around and like picked one of us and asked us a question. I, I if I could give you context, I would. However, there yeah, was, there was you not context in relation to Robert Burns's life. Let's see if we can get there. <laughs> how much? Yeah, how much did we actually learn about Robert Burns at that dinner? <laughs> yeah, but he's like fucking insane <laughs> now one of our favorite places we have prince's street sort of york place i believe yeah that is, is that not right across from scott monument yes I yes it is. yeah it's the one where you come down when you're coming off of St. because yeah so sorry we're holding up a picture of prince's street here and um i think there is where there's like a monsoon 
or a, or a TK Maxx. Yes, the important landmarks are included. So that's <laughs> oh my God, I thought you meant like monsoon as in like... <laughs> what? <laughs> Where? Rain. There's also McDonald's around the corner that's taken. There is a McDonald's around the corner, which oh, um, if you... If you go to it at three o'clock, you will see the absolute worst of humanity. No, if you go there at 10 a.m. on a Sunday, you'll see the absolute worst of humanity. Oh, okay. I never did that. <laughs> yeah. I always, did it, I always did it at night. <laughs> oh, I don't recommend. <laughs> worst of humanity is just me standing there like... Yeah, it's just yeah. a... <laughs> I used to sit on Princess Street and say hello to people. Um, after, after, after I, I, no, I was drunk. <laughs> like blackhead drunk. So <laughs> I'm like trying to get him home, and he's like, "Hello." And I'm just like, <laughs> Shut up! You stupid. I did. Shut the fuck up. Some people vibe with it, some people don't, and that's what I find good about it. <laughs> My favorite times are the people that don't, because like, yeah. the people that do, it's like a nice experience for everyone. Because usually, like, we're both pissed, but Carl's the one that's like. To be fair, though, we've both done those like things of like, "Hello," and yeah. we both very complimentary. And then there's the people that don't vibe with it, where they're just like, get away from me. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, all right, bye. <laughs> remember when, I don't know if we, we might cut this. Um, do you remember when we got shit-faced in the middle of the afternoon? Many times. What before, time? we Subway, exactly. before we went to Subway, that one time. Yes. It was sort of like quite soon. It was when we went and got Doc Martens. For oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... <clears throat> And we needed to pee, so we both peed like in a corridor, not a corridor, <laughs> not a corridor, like a sort of like alleyway. And then someone walked by, and we both went, "Hi!" <laughs> it, it okay, this is what I'm going to tell you both, just for the record. There is a public bathroom at the back. <laughs> yeah, I've been there now. I don't like it. Public bathroom. I've never used. It's the Marks and Spencer's public bathroom, though. Oh, uh, I'd rather shit in the street. <laughs> Ooh, where, this, I think, would be Waverley, I believe. That would be the train station. Um, I think my only memories of the train station is just r- running, running away. Running late. <laughs> running late. Anyway, now, me and the press in Waverley have a good relationship. They've always got my chai. They, like, got me hooked into a dirty chai latte. Where's Very that? Important. There's a Pratt in the middle of cha- uh, Waverley Station and there's a sandwich oh, people. <laughs> a dirty chai, okay? It's a double shot of espresso. You get your chai latte with oat milk and I sound like a pretentious prick, but let me tell you, it's fantastic. Fantastic Pardon? in the way that it wakes you up or fantastic in the way that it's like actually tastes nice because... <laughs> it's fantastic. It's really great. It, just, it is literally it is the most basic drink I could ever order in my life and I'm okay with it. It's I okay. Order, you could order like I don't understand people who just have like just two shots of espresso. Like, who are you? Fuck off. Okay. Sorry. Also, really offended, but that's fine. <laughs> that's for me to you, Hannah. Fuck I'm, off. I'm a complicated person. Don't judge my double espresso. <laughs> so we have Side Alley of Princess Street. We have um, George Street, and then we also have uh, Rose Street as well. Um, Rose Street is where I believe Rose Street Theatre are. That would make sense. It is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Out to them. The yeah no the rose the rose theater cafe, um they have a vegan cinnamon roll, <gasps> which is really tasty. They were they were a rep for rep last week, but yeah they yes. have a vegan cinnamon roll that is quite popular. So I've had. They're very good with, and this isn't just like, you know, bigger them up or anything, but they're very good with like, 
because I know some cafes that are still like, oh, we don't have veg- like that many vegan options. We don't have that many vegetarian options. Um, yeah. Like, especially vegetarian because it's all like, oh, it's just like grains of like sand and it's just like fucking like three vegetables and it's just like I want like a burger. I want a nice vegetarian. Want actual food? Like, yeah, I want food. food. <laughs> like, I'm still I'm fat. Like, I want food. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck off. I don't want your fucking three lettuce leaves and a potato. Like, shit. Off. You know what I mean? But, like, but with the world's theatre, with the gleaming beacons of light that they are, they always had like loads of different options. Um, and it was more like sort of like sandwiches and like, you know, um, cakes and stuff like that. But they always That's had something. Been- you know? There's some seriously good vegetarian, vegan cafe and restaurants in Edinburgh. Now that I'm actually yeah. thinking about it, there's there are. Really you don't go hungry in this city. It's why I've never oh, left. No. They keep feeding me. It's great. They don't. But it's like the places that I've been to because I'm. I tend to go kind of like where everyone else is going. I remember yeah. one I went to. I was in a fringe show, and at the end of this fringe show, everyone because it was like sketch comedy and stand up comedy. So everyone with all the extra money, once we'd finished paying off the venues and stuff, everyone else would like put all the money in. And then we would just basically use it to like buy food and drinks for like the cast and crew and stuff like that. Cause there was only usually about like, you know, 12 or 15 of us or something. Um, so all the regulars and stuff. And uh, I remember this was the only time I went to this one event because the other times we just didn't have one or like we didn't have the money for it. And it was fucking wings. Oh my God. Chicken and it's all chicken. Cause it's chicken wings. And I was I sitting there like, you- you know I'm a fucking veggie. Like, what is this shit? So I sat there and I just drank. Like, I had, like, my portion. So I just drank loads of booze. And then everyone was like, oh, after this, we're going back to ours for, like, more booze. And I'm like, I can't walk. Like, what? Like because you've not... So I had to stop at the Tesco and get, like, a meal deal or something. Shout out to Tesco. Shout out to the big Tesco. Um, if you're watching Tesco. <laughs> Tesco. I, love, I love Tesco. Tesco That's meal deal. Tesco meal deals, like there is nothing else that compares. I, I, I have a I have a club card. I have a, send me things. I have a club card. Thank you. <laughs> like, you can have my personal data. I just want things. I, <laughs> Give me I have a club card, but I still want things. I don't want to be like you should get. You should How get one. I have a club card. Because in like where I live, it's Morrison's. And like, I yeah, like Morrison's, you, but. You get money off everything. Club card point. Really I mean, I never shop at um, Tesco. Except for when I'm in Tesco. See, at New Year's, we, we went to Tesco for New Year's. My club card not like £10 off our receipt. I know, but I just, I mean, maybe... Tesco may- club card booze, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. New Year's resolution, even though it's it's February. New actually, year's- actually, today is the first day of the Chinese New Year. It's the tiger. Yeah. Roar. That's New Year's resolution. I think I'm the ox. I think I'm the tiger, unless it's been changed. I feel like at some point it changed and I'm not anymore. But when I was a child, I was the tiger. Let's Google it. Okay, New Year's resolution. I will get a club card. <laughs> like parading around to like material girl with my fucking Tesco club card. Like material girl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think that's that. <laughs> uh, let's have another look. I'm trying to like find specific because there's really cute pictures of like inside homes and stuff. Like I know this is—is is this anyone's home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is flower box. This the is the inside of someone's home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, someone's sitting there, like just like I think this one is a good one to end on. The nighttime sky. I think oh, that's I love that. I believe. 
Carlton Hill, right up there. Carlton Hill is a, also a really good place to see fireworks for free. Um, yeah. If there's any kind of event on, just go to Carlton Hill. Don't pay for anything. Yeah, <laughs> free. You can bring your own bevy. It's fantastic. Yes, it's marvellous. Yes. Yes. I'm sure I had a dream about seeing aliens on Cotton Hill, but you might have actually seen aliens on Cotton Maybe, Hill. Maybe, but I think know, I was right? a bit, a bit high. I stand by what I said. <laughs> it have just been a man. Carlton Hill. My insight on Carlton Hill: Do not be up there between seven thirty and eight a.m. That's when the cleaner goes up there. Oh, what's the cleaner's story? I don't know, but he's great batter. He won't help you down from the monument. <laughs> you will laugh. You will watch you and laugh. You will not help. And you will very much watching and laughing at you. It is a hard life. How many times has this happened, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> that early anyway, or is it you haven't gone home? I haven't gone home. Yeah, go <laughs> I feel like we've kind of hit anything everything. Is there anything you wanted to talk about particularly in relation to it? Um no, I mean, to be honest, the only thing I can say about writing a book is the longest, most long and boring and uncommunicative process in the world. Like, literally. <laughs> no, genuinely. Like, I can't explain it enough. Like, there would be, like, six months you heard nothing. Yeah. And you're just like, it, I know, like, I know. It's, like, the longest process that you can ever imagine. It's not... Was it nothing you can do. Was it rewarding though? Like at the end, like when you, when you saw it on bookshelves, was it just like a moment of like, fuck me, like I did that, do you know what well, I mean? Well, see, this is my thing about it. So I, when it eventually came out in the end of it all, because I wrote this in the first lockdown, I was mm. like, oh yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah, anyway, moving on. But like, you know what I mean? Because it's such a long process, it comes back to the, the little moments that you need to just take a minute and- Yeah acknowledge it because oh my god it's just it's like yeah. I did this a year and a half ago and now it's actually out and I'm just a bit like oh yeah okay so that's okay. the real answer can you maybe do like a fake answer <laughs> can you no it's something it's I was a delightful experience it is like a really rewarding process but it's just a really long process and it's sometimes yeah. really hard to remember oh there's something actually gonna happen so with that <laughs> with whatever that was do you find this rewarding no, <laughs> no. i kind of forgot about it <laughs> I forgot it was happening a few times. It was okay? long. I hated it and I forgot about it. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> uh, okay, so that would move us on to our Rec for Rec section. Now, if you're not familiar with the podcast, our Rec for Rec section is just a moment where we ask our guests, um, me and Daisy as well, just add something in uh, that we recommend, food we've been trying, places we've been going, events we've been going to, people we've been speaking to, Instagram accounts we follow, et cetera, et cetera, that we just send out there for you guys to check out if you would like to. And then we're going to start making posts for you guys to give us stuff back, just create a little community of people recommending things to each other. So with that said, for this episode, Hannah, what is your rec for rec for this episode? So I, I have a podcast and it's a podcast that has brought me joy. It's not you, but... Oh, it predates okay. you. It predates you, though. Hey. You're my new joy. This was my Thanks old gym <laughs> No, but this was like my gym playlist when I started going, and it was great because it's literally called The Last of Your Life, and it's like Irish Last of Your Life, and you kind of have to listen to it because it's the most... You can't listen to it in public. Like, it's absolutely hilarious. 
those like they've done Robert Sheehan's done on it the actor and stuff from Umbrella Academy like James Kavanagh who's like an Irish Snapchat personality Carl Mullen like there's all these people that have gone on it it's just a fucking piss take <laughs> like it's that like, sounds good. It's literally just people talking about like the first time they've ever laughed, been laughed at, like when you, you're either going to laugh or you're going to cry. And most of it was recorded in lockdown. So it's quite, I would recommend, I would recommend just like 40 minutes, go for a walk, listen to it. You feel a bit joyful at the end. It's fantastic. What was it? What was it called again? So The Last of Your Life by Dorian Garthy. Garthy? Garthy? I'm the Irish one. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, my rec for rec for this episode I've been doing a lot of the social media for uh, the podcast so what's been really rewarding about that is a lot of the uh, similar businesses that I've been following we've uh, got quite a nice little community of queer podcasts that we're following but um, one in particular that I've come across is the Kinswoman podcast Mm -hmm. uh, which I've been listening to bits and pieces of they also have seminars online as well for people to go to and um, a lot of it or a lot of the stuff I've been listening to is how businesses can put put more anti-racism into their businesses, um, which has been really interesting for me. Obviously, with us starting up a little business, I want to do the best we can uh, for everyone. Um, but um, an issue that I am not, we don't have a voice for, is mm. something that I want to be able to also be inclusive with. And um, both of them, both of the women that run the podcast are really good at um being open and honest with the communication and and talking which is something i enjoy a lot and um as a person that's leftist it can be really hard to engage in certain conversations because you don't know everything about the topic and they're really good at saying we understand that everything is a journey and everything is a conversation and you're never expected to know everything and i think that's an attitude we should all have more so i've really enjoyed interacting with their podcast and i would highly recommend them um my rep for rec is actually a good friend of mine we've been very close since like high school sort of fourth year fifth year and it is my good friend Islington Crafts uh she is one of my nearest and dearest friends but she runs a little um craft shop that she started um sort of in lockdown she's a woman of many talents she's a hairdresser makeup artist um she's a fucking probably a social influencer at some point she is she makes earrings uh makes little like pom-pom um like keychains and stuff like that um um we'll leave any links to any of our rep for recs in our bio um and you'll be able to find everything yeah there yeah there um so yeah before kyle closes off i just want to say a final time please go and read wherever the people go by hannah it is a really sweet little book um and i really love it just like on my shelf I've got like a list of books and I love just having it on my shelf uh really well made um just a cute little book and um yeah it will be I think it's at Waterstones WH Smith just kind of like any probably online as well I believe yeah yeah absolutely you can get it online literally Amazon yeah Buckley to get it yeah it'll come to you perfect so get it yeah, so um, uh, if you want to head over to uh, Instagram uh, at the BNF pod, there is a link tree in the bio that will have absolutely everything we've spoken about in this podcast today for you to go through, have a look through, interact with, follow us. <laughs> also, you'll be able to see Hannah as well and follow her and her work from there as well. Uh, other than so, that. 
please make sure to um, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. It'd be a massive help in kind of mm -hmm. getting our um, views up and just kind of to, as sort of getting us to a wider range of people as well, the more the better. Um, and also make sure to rate us on Spotify as well. That would be a massive help. Um, so before we finish up, does anyone have any final thoughts on today's episode? We've talked about a lot of different a lot things. Of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, it's Hannah? Been both of you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's been lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. Episode? Like <laughs> that's it that's the final thought I love seeing people <laughs> Kyle any final thoughts final thoughts for this episode um, I just want to remind everyone out there to um, really take time to applaud yourself and uh, look back at the things that you've been through and and just be proud of yourself for making it through those um, I've had a really good week this week of just sort of a lot of validation for the things that I've gone through throughout my life and in the past couple of years uh and and the work that i've put in to being a better person and i don't take enough time to sit stop and go kyle you did that you should be proud of yourself so just a reminder to everyone listening to take a second with yourself and remind yourself of all the reasons why you're proud of yourself i think also my final thoughts going off that would be if you're not at that place yet you know you're still on that journey just to Absolutely. kind of remind yourself that you will get there and that um, it's a process. And I think just kind of, you know, take it a day at a time. Don't feel like you have to rush to be anywhere at any given point. There's not like a time limit. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, by 25, I've done all this. And then by 30, I've done all this. And like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just a day at a time, do whatever is going to make you happy. And if that involves completely changing careers from what you originally studied, go for it because being a performer and a creative in general is really really hard work um because you don't get a lot of validation for it and it takes a lot more time than some other jobs um and i think a lot of people maybe outside of the industry don't realize that as much so just being able to like take a second and as carl said really just appreciate what you have done and what you have accomplished but then at the same time if you find it difficult sometimes just know that you've got friends around you that like will kind of remind you for you you know what i mean thank you very much thank you so much hannah for joining yeah. us thank you for coming on thank you for having me and thank you guys at home for listening this has been episode three of the bitchcraft and faggotry podcast do we do, we do anything else to close off um sometimes we like swear a bit fuck shit piss. <laughs> <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> And we'll fade out on that. <laughs> <laughs>